Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only trendsetter DJ Sense, and you're listening to Cocktails. Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail is called Sex and the City. The ingredients you need is some stuffed olives, some Tito's vodka, the olive juice that the olives come in, and some vermouth. So you are going to grab a martini glass and a cocktail shaker, put some ice in that cocktail shaker, and put two shots of Tito's, a splash of olive juice, and then a little splash of vermouth. Shake it up, strain it, drop the two stuffed olives in there. Um, that is a sex in the city, and that is a very grown woman drink. Um, it's actually disgusting, but people like it. I tried it this weekend. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to sip on the drink, Kiki. Like it was good, and it was I just didn't like it. But it's a grown woman drink. Yeah. Martinis mm. strong and salty. I can't. I don't mind a salty drink. I don't like olives. I definitely don't like olive juice. It's just. Mm. Oh, you don't even know. like olives like in a salad. Mm-mm. They have a um. weird aftertaste to me. Green olives, black olives, all of them. I hate fucking olives. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Anyway, welcome back to Cocktails Dirty Discussions, you guys. Hey, y'all. So how have you been? What's been going on? Um, I went to New York this weekend. It was a very mm-hmm. last minute trip. Mm-hmm. And it was have a good so much fun. I had a great time. Went on Mandy's podcast, See the Thing Is, with her mm-hmm. and Bridget Kelly. And um, it was just such a fun time. I had a, I went to a sex club. Oh. oh. <laughs> Did you have sex Kiki. at the sex club? Or were you <clears throat> just a voyeur? Things happened at that sex club. Um, oh. Including you have a cocktail. Oh. It was, it was, I have, you know how you have been to the sex club, I've been to the sex club, but I've never really had, and I think you too, I've never had like a grand experience at the sex club. It's always been kind of like. I went like twice. I didn't enjoy it. And I was like, this can't be I wholeheartedly enjoyed myself. Like I fell in love with a girl who had a boyfriend and. uh, Was a boyfriend there? He was there. Okay. That's a little hazy. Was he cute? He wasn't ugly, but he had braids. And I don't like when men have, like, cornrows. Okay. I really can't remember what he looked like, but the girl was <laughs> gorgeous. And uh-huh. she had these beautiful curly locks that smelled like fruit. Hmm. Like fruity shampoo. Hmm. It was just... I, That's I, your mesmerized. You're smiling. <laughs> Before we got on, we were both talking about how tired we are so if we end up looking tired i tried to like open my eyes they won't open any wider they're red i'm tired as fuck i tried to put on makeup but i just couldn't you know when you're booking your flights and you decide oh i'm just gonna i can come back and then just jump right into work it always seems like such a good idea when you're booking the flight and then the day comes and you're like why did i do this i'm exhausted pretty much pretty much but my weekend was really good um uh, make sure y'all check out this week's episode of See the Thing is it'll be Thursday when y'all hear this, but it came out Monday. So check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some good topics, good discussions. How was your weekend? It was great. Um, my friend Soraya and Nick are having a baby. They're having Ooh. a little girl. Her name is Phoenix. Um, I love that name. That's my niece's name too. So she had a baby shower in Houston. Um, y'all I went was down- lit. 
Yeah, we were. <laughs> uh, and the baby shower was a lot of fun. Um, I got to see some friends who I haven't seen in quite some time. Um, made some new friends this weekend too, which is always fun. Um, I went out. I've been telling everybody how fine the men are in Houston. I'm gonna stop telling y'all that because now y'all gonna be over there infiltrating the city I've been telling y'all about for years. Everybody was like, oh, where should I go? Where should I go? I don't know, sis, because Houston is full. It's only enough room for me. <laughs> and everybody else who's already there, find your own city and tell me about your great experience because we that's get not like it. weekly DMs like, can y'all tell me what's a good spot in Houston? Y'all, Kiki be going to Houston and going out. I go to Houston and have sex with one person. <laughs> we don't really be going well, out. Well, and you know what? All day. Um, so I went to a day party at this place called Chapman and Kirby, which is really popular. I've only been there one other time and I guess it was the last time I was in Houston or maybe time before last. I don't know. They all blur together. There were so many fine niggas in there. My What's it called? Chapman and Kirby. <sighs> it's so much fun. So I went, um, I had brunch with my dad and my sister. And then my sister was going to another club. Um, I went to Chapman and Kirby and met some friends there. Then some more people came. I didn't even know that they had like an outdoor section. So I'm, I find my friend, she's outside. So I go meet her outside. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know this was over here. I saw one of my old coworkers from my job here in Atlanta. He was there. It was his birthday weekend. So I was like, oh, let me buy you a shot. He was like, don't worry about it. Casamigos Reposado is $12 there. Atlanta would never, $12? I was buying Wait, everybody shot. or less in Atlanta. It's way more because Reposado isn't the Blanco one. So that's going to be a little bit pricier. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a drink, a shot, whatever. So, um, of course, I left my debit card. I hate when you can um, open a tab and they keep the card and then you get drunk. Please give it back. Like, yeah. So I'm outside. My friend is taking me back to my hotel. And I was like, I left my debit card. I just got this debit card because my wallet was stolen when I was in Miami. So I had to get all new cards, new ID, everything. So she goes back in and gets it. We were supposed to go to another place called 5015. I still have not been. I heard it's a great time. I ain't make it, y'all. I woke up at like 4 a.m. All my clothes were off. I had one AirPod. The other one was in her car, so she had to bring it to me the next day. And it was so great. I uh, I ran into Voodoo Dick at Chapman and Kirby. No. -uh. Yeah, I did. And so I saw him and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Because my friend who I was meeting, she was like, you seen your friend? I said, yes, yeah, on the other day. She was like, no, he's here. I said, excuse me, what? So then I had to go, you know, give him a little flirt on. And then there were just, everybody was just fine. I was flirting with everybody, giving my oh, number I out. I to go with it. I'm going to Houston next week. I might need to. <laughs> you should go on Sunday. If you're going to be there on Sunday for Sunday fun day, go. The weather was nice. It was so packed. Even And he's been there before. And he was like, yeah, usually it's not this packed, but I think it's the weather. Everybody just wants to be outside. There were like three cops. I don't usually fuck with cops, but they were cute. One of them wasn't so cute, but fuck it, I don't care. At this point, everybody's getting my number. And I'm not waiting for you to ask. I said, now I'm a little drunk. Well, this is the perfect time for me to practice shooting my shot. I never really do it. We said it a million times. But I was like, let me channel my friend, Dre Nicole, get my confidence on like 2000 <laughs> and just do it. 
So I told these cops, I was like, y'all are all so handsome. I'm just going to give all of y'all my number and may the best man win. <laughs> and I did. I don't know what was wrong with me. I scheduled did several days. Did any of them hit you up? Yes. They all oh. hit me up. Um, I've got rain checks. I was like, well, I don't live here, but I come here often. And if you give me a reason, I can come back quicker and sooner rather than later. So anyway... There were just so many cute guys. I mean, even when I was walking out, and I never do this, I'm flirting with the damn bouncer. But he was cute. Everybody so was just fine. Just the people I working there. To a place like that. Everybody's <sighs> just fine. It's just like the men in Houston specifically, but Texas pretty much, they just, they're nice, tall, strong men. They look like they eat food. Everybody's not a fucking health nut. It's not like they're eating super unhealthy, but they gonna eat a meal. Everybody's not eating the fake ass protein shakes and berries all day. Those niggas get some meat. So they're on. a little husky. They're a little thick. That's what you're saying. Yeah, but like muscly too, because they be working out and they're just looking good. They got their hair cut, smiles. They're tall. They're they smell good. They smile. They have manners. Like niggas opening doors. Let me just get your tab. Don't worry about your tab. I got it. You, stuff like that. Just. Wonderful, wonderful experience everywhere I went. But Chapman and Kirby was definitely one of the highlights as far as spots goes. And then I found a few new restaurants that I hadn't tried before. I had a great time. And I'll be back very, very, very soon. I ran into um, some listeners, too, at Chapman and Kirby. And you so, I yeah, so I took a picture uh, or took pictures with a few of the girls. And um, Voodoo was like, why do why are these people asking to take pictures with you? And I was like, nigga, I'm lit. Don't you know? Um, I think I think he doesn't realize. Anyway, it was just a great time. Um, what else did I want to say about Houston? Oh, and then it's such a small world. So when I was at the baby shower and I was posting mm -hmm. pictures about the baby shower, so many of my other Houston friends from a different friend group, they were like, oh, you know, Nick, you know, Soraya? And I'm like, how does everybody know each other? I just love it when so many people already know each other. And then my friends are telling me everybody was hitting them up. It was a beautiful weekend in Houston. I loved it. I my feet still it. hurt. And that's why I'm sleepy. I have my allergy medicine ready. My eye drops, the nose spray, the Flonase, and the pills. Because y'all know allergy season is heating up. So if you are about to go, even though I just asked you nicely not to go because it's full. Oh, they um, going. <laughs> Please stock up on your allergy medicine. Even if you think you don't have allergies, just bring some just in case. A little Sudafed, something. But yeah, it was it was a great, great time. I'm I can't glad wait to that go we back. both had good, solid, fun weekends. Some of us had threesome. Some of us got oh, like it was. Oh, just... some of us had threesome. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy how I manifested that? Remember, just you, we last were just week talking or the week about before. It. I was like, I haven't had a threesome in so long. I'm really, I really want to have one. I also plan mm -hmm. on having another one when I go to Houston with my, with Houston Bay, Lieutenant Bay. Mm -hmm. We're going to hire a sex worker and go ahead and oh. knock this thing out the professional way. We've been sending <laughs> each other porn clips, like uh -huh. what we're going to do. With the set, did you already find the girl? We didn't find her yet. We okay. narrowed it down to three. How and did so y'all find them? He knew of some like company he knew site thing. yeah <laughs> and you know he the popo so i was like i trust him i was like baby can we frisk her down when she get there because oh he was like gosh. no like we'll be good but look look at us out here making cocktails and living life hair okay. growing and flowing okay <laughs> just uh, skin clearing up it's just skin great clearing. oh i only got my lashes done they there. won't be falling off today <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, um, 
Before we get into any discussion, I want to make sure that we remind the listeners about these Vesper necklaces. I wore one the whole time in New York, and it was really handy at the sex club. And I forgot I had it on. Mm -hmm. Y'all, order you a Vesper from Crave and use code Cocktails to get free engraving. Uh, Mine says good vibes only on it, and it's such a great conversation piece. It really is. Mine says you're worth it. You know, it's so funny. So I was going through TSA. I'm my way back. I forgot I had the necklace on. And so, of course, it buzzes me or whatever. So the lady's mm-hmm. like, oh, it's your necklace. She was like, I keep seeing these. Um, and she's all touching and stuff. Of course, she has on gloves because she's a TSA person. And she's like, what is it? Can you put stuff in it? And I had to make sure to tell her no because I was watching um, <coughs> I May Destroy You, I think is the name of the show. And they were putting mm-hmm. Coke in necklaces that look very similar to that. So you put Coke in this little vial and then it has a little scooper thing. And so when you twist off the top, the top is the scooper to put it up your nose or whatever. So I didn't want her to think I had drugs and stuff because I had 15 minutes before the gate was about to close and I had to bus it through the airport. I was running and I hate seeing people run in the airport. I'm like, you should have got here on time. My ass was running. (laughs) That traffic wasn't no joke. But yeah, she was like, what is it? I didn't want to tell her. I said, go to this website, lovecrave.com. It's called a Vesper. I don't want to freak you out about what it does, but it does something. So just go look at it and use this code. So hopefully she buys one and has a good time. But I was like, mm, she's been touching it. She's probably gonna be like, bitch, why didn't you stop me from touching why it? Why didn't you stop You had on gloves. Me. And honestly, um, it's a great conversation starter, but I haven't actually used it as a vibrator in so long, but I just love the way it looks. It's such a cute piece of jewelry. I love the way it looks, but bitch, I be using mine. And I love oh. how slim it is and pointy. So you can put that tip on your clit or you can try out your booty hole. Like I, it slides Or you can put so it on easily. his gooch. On his gooch mm-hmm. or hers. More of that later. <laughs> um, yeah, so make sure y'all get that. And um, it, also, um, you guys, make sure I have a bunch of new stories that are about to be released on Dipsy, the Dipsy mm-hmm. app. So we'll put the link in the bio. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, it helps me out a lot when you guys use the exact link because it gives you the discount code for a free month to listen to my stories. I'm a character named Seven this month. And what they're doing with the stories is super dope. They make it to where like me and my girlfriend, Liz, are having a threesome with the listener. So when you download the oh. app, we're talking to the listener like, oh, take your panties off. Let me kiss you here. Like, it, oh, I was turned on recording story. it. Yeah. It's super cute. So make sure y'all check me out. Use the link because it helps me out. And uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. Yeah. And then also, it's heating up. Summer, fuck summer. <laughs> Spring is here, baby. We going out. And people getting vaccinated. I was like, I'm vaxxed and waxed, baby. I'm outside. So get your sheet orgasms. Go ahead and stock up because every year in the spring and summer, that's when, you know, everybody's buying multiple packs. Get the tincture. If you're not a pill taker, the tincture works quicker. I personally think it's a little stronger. And if you're really trying to do some things, you're going to do the pills first before you take your shower and get ready and get all freshened up for whoever you're about to see. And then you're going to take the tincture tincture when you're on the way or they say they're on the way so it's gonna be good and gushy by the time they get there so use my code kiki said so i just got the tincture and you did i haven't used it yet so oh yeah (laughs) add that to your threesome bag for the weekend and everybody can take some you can just drop it drop it drop it and you put it under your tongue let it sit under there for like 10 15 seconds it's strong 
because it's rum and oh. honey in there and it's, it's got like a spicy kind of taste. Doesn't Should taste you really keep bad. it in the refrigerator after you open it or no? You don't have to put it in the refrigerator. Okay. Um, um, but you don't want to mouthwash the after. <laughs> These are cute gift ideas. Maybe you yeah. don't want to give it to yourself, but I went to a birthday dinner on Friday night and mm -hmm. I last minute gift we have a lot of sex toys you know just from sponsors and stuff so i i made a cute little gift bag for one of my girlfriends for her birthday gave her a vibrator i had some taste vitamins i had some she orgasm products put them in there mm -hmm. put a little tissue paper it was the perfect gift they opened it the, she opened the gift and everybody was like you really got her sex products yes ma'am yes. yes why not everybody why not? needs to feel good mm -hmm. everybody All the time Yes. Yeah. So those are some great gift ideas. And then remember, we drop bonus episodes every single Monday. Patreon.com slash cocktails. We have several different tiers. If you sign up for the $15 ride or die tier, um, you get a gift after you have had three consecutive months of being a patron. And there's great content on there. We've got some more on the way. So go ahead and sign up. And here's a little clip from the most recent bonus episode. When I give head, I normally give up in the middle. You got about three minutes maybe with me. And after that, like, even if you were about to come, I'm done. My jaws have hit the limit. I used to be a princess in my past life. So, like, I gave him the best head that I think I have ever given any man in his whole entire life. This nigga was about to cry. And it was almost like the mother gods in my body that were also, like, brewing up this rue of a period where like we fuck with you medina you know you don't deserve to be dickless we're gonna give you all the power that your jaws need to keep going to keep pushing through in this hard time and then i wanted to tell y'all one last thing usually i don't really talk about people's gofundmes and stuff but my sister's best friend has this condition called vasculitis. I had never heard of it. She was in the hospital for like a month or two. I don't remember, but she's out now, but she can't go to work. So she, and they're not giving her anything. She has kids and stuff. So I'm concerned for her health, but I'm also concerned with how is she going to be able to sustain. So she has a GoFundMe. I'm going to put the link in the description box. All the stuff that we've talked about, I'm always going to have the links in the description box. So just go there and you can click the link if you feel it in your heart to um, donate something. Anything will help because she's going to need help. She's a single parent, two daughters, and it's a chronic disease. It does something to your arteries and then it affects um, other organs so I think with mm -hmm. her it's affecting her kidneys and it's just it sucks to see because there's no cure for it they can just give her treatment and hopefully it works sometimes it doesn't sometimes it does but it's a chronic disease so if you've never heard of it look it up if you want to give her something we'd really appreciate it and again the link is in the description box yeah. mm -mm -mm. that sucks because it's like it's not like you do anything to get it. It just happens. And it and just makes you think about your sick. life. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you're around the same age. Like, yeah. She's, she's like my age. She's young. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and, ooh, she's in my prayers. Yes. Thank you. Okay. So before we get into our discussion, we can go ahead and go to weird sex. Um, I have a short story this week. You said a man is not a necessity. A man is a luxury. Like dessert. Yeah. Man, it's absolutely not necessity. Did you mean that to sound mean and bitter? Oh, not at all. I adore dessert. I love men. I think men are the coolest. 
but you don't really need them to live. So this lady, she's 44. She lives in New Zealand. Her and her little boo was sucking on necks, getting real deep, sucking on the necks. Hickeys everywhere. I don't like hickeys. And if y'all still out there giving and getting hickeys, be careful because let me tell y'all what happened to her. Two days later, after she got this huge like hickey, she started to lose the feeling in her arm. So she goes to the hospital, not even realizing like it's because of the hickey, but it was. So she goes to the hospital. They discover the hickey on her neck. It was right over a major artery. And the force from all of that, it created a blood clot. And she had a minor stroke. Girl, they were sucking for dear life. They thought it was true blood or something. I don't know. But she had a minor stroke. 44, having a stroke. What the fuck? So anyway, she recovered. Thank God. They treated her with some anticoagulants, like thin the blood. And Mm. she was all right. But y'all got to be careful. Careful, carefy. What the fuck is carefy? Y'all gotta be careful out here with these hickeys because this ain't the first hickey accident I've told y'all about when people are having wow. strokes and stuff. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is. That's insane. That really makes me look at. I like sucking on necks, but don't leave a mark. But if you do leave a mark, I do kind of like to look at it later. But this makes me think, like, <laughs> girl. Wow. <laughs> what do you look at it? Does it help you reminisce? Like a sex memory. You know when you have a sex memory of someone, you can actually feel them in you all of a sudden? Like a hickey just helps make that more advanced. I ain't had a hickey feeling. in so long. And I don't need none. Leave me alone. <laughs> I already bruise easily. Like just a little <laughs> light suck. Nothing more. But that's weird sex. Um, if you guys see a crazy weird sex story, DM it to me or email me at info at kikisaidso.com. Um, this week, you guys, we are talking about marriage. We're at that age where some may be thinking about it. Some might already be hard nose on it. Um, and I've had the marriage discussion with a few different groups of friends and family members. And it's interesting. A lot of the people that I know that are married don't seem to be happy, but they seem like they're working on it. I do know a few married people that seem happy, but Kiki and I had this discussion last week over breakfast and we were like, what is the point? Like, what's the point in marriage in, in today's world in 2021? Why are we getting married? I mean, is it for love anymore or is it all for business? I think people do still definitely get married for love. Um, I think sometimes people get married because they have no baby. They don't want to be ashamed. always like, oh. Uh, a to. lot of people are like old fashioned that way. But marriage has changed so much over the years. And in the past, when we have had guests come on, it's always so crazy to me because it seems like a, a huge part for unmarried people who are anti-marriage. They're like, oh, it's just a piece of paper. Yes, bitch. And you're going to need that paper because you never know what is going to happen. I personally am pro-marriage. If I don't get married, it's not the end of the world. But Mm -hmm. I don't see myself being in a long-term relationship for years and years and we're not getting married. That's And we have nothing to show for it. And I mentioned that to one of a girlfriend of mine and she was like, so do people just get married to be able to show it off to people? And no, but it's not even about other people. It's it's about about me and him. Exactly. And 
showing the bond. I do like weddings. I do like that we want to share our love with everyone and show y'all the love that we've created and all that stuff. But also, if you have kids by someone, if you've been living together for years on end and the person tragically dies, not even Mm -hmm. from a sickness, but a car accident and you weren't planning on paying for things by yourself or you now you got to figure out how to take care of your kids. You do need that piece of paper. That piece of paper comes in handy to help support your life. Like imagine if you were in this long-term relationship, right? And maybe you don't, somebody gets in an accident. Whoever gets in that car accident and is in the hospital on life support, they are going to contact your spouse. If you don't have a spouse, it's going to be the next of kin. What if you don't fuck with the rest of your family, but that's still your next of kin? And they could be Mm -hmm. like, you know what? We're not going to keep her on life support. This is getting too expensive. Pull the plug. When you know and your spouse knows what you really wanted, it's little things like that. Everything is all good when things are good um, Mm -hmm. before you're married. But when real life happens, when things like that happen, you need some sort of security. Um, Mm -hmm. Even like if you're old, it's not always when you're young. Sometimes when you're old, like you don't want to get put out of a house. What if you die, the man die, he ain't gonna wheel. What the fuck? You could be, it could be lots of, lots of different things. What if he has a kid and you've been raising that kid like it's yours and then the kid ends up going somewhere else? Like so many things can happen. And I remember we had a guest on, I want to say it was Sue Solo. And she was saying she, she didn't really believe in marriage. She didn't feel like it was necessary and all of that stuff. And so I brought up some of these real situations that happen. And she was like, well, and I was uh, talked about property and assets and what happens if you've built this life together And you're thinking you're good because y'all both were on the same page at one point and then you're not. So she's like, oh, well, we could just drop some paperwork and have a contract. Yeah, bitch, the contract is marriage. (laughs) That that is what's in there. I don't think it's all about business, but your business and your affairs. But that is a major part of it. And I honestly want if I'm going to be with somebody and we're going to be together for a long time, I want you to take some responsibility and in taking mm-hmm. responsibility that is making things official. I'm not about to be 50 talking about this, my boyfriend. This is or my, my partner. We're dating. Yeah, we're dating. Yeah. And we've been together since I was 33. No, I'm not. I, I'm not. If y'all want to do that, that's your business. I just I could I don't not do that. I will not do that. And if I'm with somebody and they're not on the same page, well, we're not meant to be together because we're not on the same page, like I said last week. Oh, I couldn't imagine dating someone for so long. Well, first of all, that's why also you need to have the conversation. But And then they don't want to marry you. You've given most of your life to them. I do still believe in love. Like I, One thing I listening to Kevin Samuels and when he brings women on to talk to them about stuff, I hate how people can make you feel intimidated about what you want. Like when it comes to marriage, everybody wants to get married for different reasons. And your Mm -hmm. reason is, okay. if you want to marry only for financial security, that's what you want to marry for. Make sure you're dating right so you can get it right. If you want to marry for love, if you want to marry for a companion, um, it's your reason. Be solid in that. And it's okay. Like, I, I hate when I hear people not really be able to articulate it because they're intimidated by people making marriage like a negative thing nowadays. And yeah, I do think a lot of people make it seem like it's a negative thing or like you're doing too much because you want marriage. Like you don't yeah, have to Or do because that. you want to wear a ring. You I just want, want to. Show to. Off. <laughs> I want to do these things. What's wrong with that? You want to be shacked up and that's fine for you. It's mm-hmm. not going to be fine over here. 
Something that's not really going important down. to me about marriage that I love and I see this in my mom and my dad is there are a lot of things that my dad and my mom, really my dad, wouldn't have made it through if they didn't have the other person. I love mm-hmm. that that sense of security in your companion. Like if you get sick, somebody is there to help you. You don't have to be scurrying around like, who's going to take care of me? Who's going to do it? You have your person. If there's alive and healthy as well, if everything's going how it should be going in a perfect mm-hmm. world. I love that you could get old with somebody that knew you when you were 32 and now y'all are 80 and you have this beautiful family that you've developed together. That is a beautiful thing that I hope and pray I get to experience in my life. I hope I don't keep meeting these niggas that are like, yeah, no, I'm not getting married. Nigga, you're 50. Like, you not, need to. Well, you going to be mean, sick they very 50, soon. They're probably not going to. I had yeah. a conversation with my dad about that. It was He was talking about He wants he to wants be married? To get, yeah, my dad is in his 50s. And I'm just like, Daddy, you waited so long. Like, I'm sure you, you know plenty of women. He has an active dating life. But I'm like, wh- why is it now that you're just now realizing it? Did you think that... You are always just going to be so young and you'd be out all the time. I mean, of course, COVID and stuff, that has slowed him down a bit. But he also Mm. has gotten sick. And it's like you have lots of things. Did you think, did you just take it for granted? I think so. And that's what he said. And he was like, yeah, I think I did. And I just, you know, I would forget how old I really was because I'm still living life and everything's great. And now I do want that person. I do want somebody there. It does get lonely. And I've missed lonely. out on that. Um, and I want it. And so I was like, yeah, well, good luck. <laughs> when he dates, does he tell people that he's sick or does he kind of feel like he sounds like a liability? Or they I don't, don't know. Care. He probably doesn't. Because he barely told. It was years before he told me. He was telling me that it was another condition, which he really does have some other condition. But when he told me what it really was, I'm like, Daddy, why would you not mention that? Yes, and it's no. like, I don't, don't want like to say everything that he that. has to go through, but he has to. There's lots of changes that are going on for him. And um, I don't know. I think he I think anyone he's seriously dating, he would tell them based off of a few conversations that we had, but it don't seem like he really liked them. So <laughs> I don't I don't know why. <laughs> I I don't understand the method to his madness. I really don't. But yeah. Him mm. His best life and watch him get married. Why cause men always get what they want. I um, hope so. You're gonna be, be a sixty year old groom. <laughs> you have a fly stuff. For the first time i hope so i'll be like let me see these girls you talk to let me see some pictures oh let me show you and then you know the older women it's so funny to me when they have these pictures that they put on facebook and they then put the little graphics on there with like the little flowers that look like they came from myspace that'll say like happy sunday (laughs) i'm like why are y'all doing this to your pictures what are we gonna it's be so like funny no will we still be posting pictures on instagram or whatever so i'm gonna post pictures but my pictures gonna be looking good they're not gonna be looking <laughs> dated okay i'm gonna keep up with the times my nieces will help me out <laughs> well throughout the week and the weekend i kind of just i knew we were going to be talking about this and i talked to a couple different married couples and people that have been married and were divorced and just wanted to get like their takes on marriage. And mm-hmm. some of the women that I spoke to talked about um, how sometimes there is uh, it's overwhelming being a wife because how so in most households and tell me if you agree with this, um, the, it, the women are the backbones 
like the man might be the breadwinner and the man of the house, but the women are like that vessel, the main vessel in a household that keep things going. Everyone goes to the mom for everything or the even husbands. If you don't have kids, you go to the wife. Did you get my paper? Where is the doctor's appointment? Is everything set? like women keep things organized and together. And a lot of wives that I spoke to, they were like, I wasn't sure if I had the tools to actually be a good wife. I, Beyonce has even said that in songs, like being a wife is so difficult and challenging because there are things you have to give up and things you have to change for it to be successful. That is something that scares me. I've, I've told my mom this before. I said, I don't know if I'm strong enough to be a wife. Like, What part <laughs> of it is scaring you? The part that scares me is that you organize everything you or everyone goes to the woman for everything and sometimes i am selfish in that aspect and i don't know it like i'd be like do it yourself like why can't you do it but wives just be doing this shit. you cooking the dinner for everybody your man you also if you have a baby then he's wondering when you gonna start having sex that was another thing that i've talked about with women when babies come in the picture and then the expectations that men have on you and you gained weight or you're not you don't want to sleep with nobody right now you're still breastfeeding but your man wants to I was just like, I think I would be like, wow, we might need to get a divorce. But you also can't throw in the towel like that. Like, I don't know if I have the tools to be a wife. And I it scares mind, me. I don't mind the organizing stuff and having things together. I think it w- in my marriage, it would probably be best if I did that. Um, <laughs> You're yeah. a Virgo. So, You're yeah. at it. So I'm fine with that part. The part that scares me sometimes, and I was having a conversation with a guy friend of mine, and I was like, you know, I want to get married, but I don't know because I am so independent and I have a hard time like letting people help me, letting other people do stuff. Um, And so sometimes I think that pushes people away and it's just hard. Like I make an effort to do it. And sometimes I don't even realize when I'm doing it. So being married, it's a lot of compromises that's going to be going on. Um, Ooh, I don't know. So I was, um, at this place, BB's on Sunday, I was everywhere Sunday. I was at BB Sunday and I was talking to my friends, Aaron and CJ. And so I was talking about dating. And so they were giving me all these hypothetical situations. And they were like, let's talk about your Instagram. I said, okay, let's talk about it. He was like, okay, so if you- Are they married? uh, Aaron is married. Aaron's married to Sandra. Oh, One of my best friends. Yeah. And then CJ is not married. I don't even know his relationship status right now. I should have asked him, but whatever. Um, So CJ was like, okay, so what if you meet a guy- and I've been seeing your pictures lately. You like to post the swimsuits and lingerie and stuff. What if he's like, you got to stop that? I said, that's something y'all really do be saying too. Ooh. I said, well, so what's he going to stop doing? And he was <laughs> like, why does it have to be that? I said, honestly, because I feel like if you're taking away something that I'm doing, I'm going to need you to be giving up something too, right? Yeah. And that's the compromise because really it's not truly a compromise. You're just telling me, to stop doing something. Where is the compromise in that? Like, okay. And I was like, honestly, it's not that big of a deal. I don't really care. I've been posting these pictures because I want some lingerie endorsements. I want some swimwear endorsements. I want things like that. It's not even to attract men. Um, Mm -hmm. That will happen, but that's not what it's about. So, okay, I get it. If I ain't got no deals yet, now if I got some deals and this is a job thing, now baby, you're going to have to chill out. 
And you um, don't have to chill out and you understand. But if I ain't got there by the time I end up in a serious relationship, that will have been some time. Okay, I can give that up. But I was like, y'all are going to be asking for a lot of changes. And then even when I watched that show I love, Married at First Sight, they're going through the budget, talking about how much money to spend on stuff. It's not just my money no more. It's his money that's my money. And I'm going to have... I'm contributing too if I'm making money like some that's for the household you know and you so, have to think about where you're putting your money at yeah like, and then it's like if he has a problem with how we're spending money in this household that's gonna be something we gotta compromise on and I'm probably not gonna like it I like to spend money on me so do I so <laughs> I just hope that whoever I end up with when we do have to get to these situations where we're compromising, making changes, I just don't want it to all be on me. And a lot of times it seems like that's how it goes. The women are the ones who are making all of these changes. And the men is just like, don't be out here embarrassing me. Don't be a hoe. Make this money. Pay the bills on time. Come home. And quite frankly, I feel like when men have to compromise certain things, they do it and pout. And women will do it and it's like, okay, we have to do it. We have to change. Maybe we'll have a conversation about it, but it's going to get done. Men, you can't even get men to stop playing video games. The amount of married people that I talk to, wives that were like, if this nigga does not stop playing these fucking video games. You mad about video A lot of couples is arguing about these goddamn really? video games. I don't know anybody uh, that's a game. Girl, my sister took her husband's uh, PS4 or PS5 and hid it. He was Ooh, running around he was searching mad. for it. And she made it seem like it just like, you know, they lost it in, in when they were moving. And I was what? like, Mecca. I, oh, I was, I was like, visiting him. He's like slamming up. stuff around. Like, where are the controls? She didn't hide Those the whole thing. Those things are expensive, like, too. And she was like, and I know exactly where it's at. And I'm not showing it to him. I was like, <laughs> damn. She's like, no, we have a baby now. And he wants to play video games. No, I'm not doing everything. I got to breastfeed. I got to put the baby <laughs> to sleep. Nope, you're not playing the video games. And that's games. another like, thing. So your sister works. Has she gone back to work? She's gone back to work. So a lot of times, um, this is another thing I've noticed. You tell me if you noticed it too. Outside of even social media, in real fucking life, guys want to ask you if you can do all of these domesticated things. But then when you might mention, okay, well, if we're going to be married or we're in the serious relationship, we're living together, I don't want to work. I can do all of that, but I don't want to work. Then it's like, what the fuck? But it's like, well, bitch, we're both working. Yeah, so you we, can't we fold clothes these chores. Yeah, like yeah. That. you can cook sometimes. Matter of fact, we're gonna get on handy and we're just gonna schedule somebody else to come. I'm not doing that. And that's another thing. We're gonna have to work that in the budget because I'm not doing it. I don't wanna do it now. So <laughs> I can do little things here and there, but it's like, okay, if I'm working, I'm contributing, um, I'm looking good, I'm being nice to you, I'm having sex, I'm cooking, I'm not gonna hire I'm nobody doing all to the cook. Things. On top of working, and you just work and come and enjoy me and my hospitality as your wife. <laughs> like, that's not really fair. Um, I know, like, when I was younger, my mom, she worked for a while, and then my dad was, my stepdad was like, You don't have to work anymore. So she did, that's when she was trying to figure out how to cook and stuff. It got better, mm. so it wasn't great. But even then, like, he would still cook sometimes too. And so it was good to see, like, they, he did outside stuff. She did inside stuff. When the cars mm. needed oil changes, brakes, he could do all of that. He's mowing mm. the yard or paying somebody to mow the yard, fixing things, going to I Home Depot that. and doing that. And then she can, you know, be in charge of the kids, food. Then I took that over and things like that. We'll have to split some things up. And so I just hope that 
if I end up getting married that, you know, when we have these conversations, my husband is open to it and really going to do it. Like, don't just say Mm -hmm. you're going to do it. And then you let me just do it because it has to get done. I don't want that either. Things like that make me nervous because even when you're just dating somebody and you talk about these different things that y'all are doing together and, then when you start feeling like a lot of the couple stuff is falling on you, that shit ain't cool. It's not cool. And it needs to be fair up in this. And I'm tired. And it's like years ago when that was like so traditional for women to be cooking, cleaning and raising babies and being barefoot and pregnant all the time. They weren't working. They forget that part. Mm -hmm. That was your job to be home. And a lot of people had help too. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work being (sighs) a woman. Just so you men know. Uh, Let's divvy up these chores equally. Um, Another married person that I, speaking of compromise, another married person I had a conversation with said that a little part of you dies when you get married. What do they mean? (laughs) Talking to married people is very entertaining. It's like, and then like the difference between men and women. I ain't heard that one. (laughs) Was this a man um, or a woman who said it? This was actually a woman. She was like, you know, there are certain things that you might not want to change or compromise, but it is uh, a necessity. Like, so let's like say what? an example <laughs> might be uh, maybe you guys, maybe one person goes out a lot. Let's say mm. you go out to the club, you're brunching all the time, and now you got married and you're going out and still doing those things. And that is not... Um, the best behavior as someone's wife or someone's husband, especially if you're not doing it together. And so she she was like, you know, I just think that sometimes when you have to cut certain things out of your lives, people, your partner might resent you because yeah. you don't, you know, you're like, no, you can't you used to go out all the time when we were dating and we would do all this, but that's not our life anymore. Something has to change. And sometimes those changes feel like something died in you. And I was like, oh. see, now look. <laughs> marriage does seem terrifying like when you think about it from the love aspect and companionship it sounds beautiful but it also seems like to me not a movie. what i've heard is not a movie and also marriage is work it's not i think it's more so work than the happy ending it's the work on let's make this work so we don't leave each other two people with two different upbringings trying to live under one household whether you love each other or not that shit is difficult and even like you can be on the same page in the beginning and all of these changes that you guys are making, you can both be on board, but naturally as people grow and you go through life, things change and you change your mind about things. So then when you talk to your spouse about these changes and it's an issue that can be scary because sometimes those changes are so strong. You do end up having to get divorced because you've just grown apart. Mm -hmm. And that's just the fact of if, if, I have to change so much about me that now I'm unhappy. Why would I stay in a relationship where you're not supporting me being happy? That's an Mm -hmm. issue. So sometimes things do end. Everybody doesn't always grow together. Um, And that can be a sad thing, a scary thing, but it's a very real thing. So, and I think like when people do date and they're talking about marriage, it's a lot of things that I think that people should consider. I know I personally have, and I just be sitting around talking to my girls about it. Sometimes some guys, but I'm just talking about it because I'm not with anybody right now, but it's all sorts of things to consider. I talk to my friends who are single 
as fuck. I talk to my friends who are in long-term relationships, talk to married friends, and I talk to bitches who are sleeping with other people's husbands. And I listen to all of these different experiences that they share with their views on marriage. And it's like, especially with the girls who are with somebody's husband, it's like, okay, do you want to get married one day? Are you afraid of the karma? And what does he tell you? Or vice versa. You could be a man or a woman mm-hmm. dealing with a married woman who has stepped out of her relationship. Is is the person's spouse okay? Do they know? Is it like an open situation? Or is it just a big secret? Like there's a lot of things that I think you should ask if you ever think that you want that. Because it's just like something, it's just food for thought. Like, okay, he's saying that? that he steps out because of X, Y, and Z. Does that make sense to you? Or do you see that happening in your life? It's just a lot, a lot to think about. Marriage is very, very serious. serious. It is. Another thing to think about is like, can you, will you ride for that person if shit really does change? Like someone loses their job. I think a lot of times people don't think about the things that could happen. Let's say one of, somebody loses their job, the husband or the wife, and mm-hmm. you know they're struggling and they don't bounce right back. They're not making the money they were making. Can you hold somebody down through that as a husband or wife? Or they get in an accident. They can't walk no more. I don't, I watched this movie on Netflix. It's called uh, Penguin Blue or something like that. Penguin mm-hmm. something. It The lady ends up, she has a family, a husband. She, they are surfing or something. No, no, no. They went to Thailand. They were on this bridge. She falls off the bridge. She's paralyzed oh, no. from the waist down, I believe. And her husband has to take care of her. You, A lot of people can't make it through hard stuff like that. People be dipping. And it's like, I also want to make sure I have a solid human being in my life that can withstand withstand the toughest times that life might throw at you. Like, you you get paralyzed. You're going to leave me? Or do you think we can? And that's hard. I can't imagine having to take it's care very of a hard. Human and children. It's very hard to be a caretaker. And it stresses a lot of people out. Um, I have some relatives who are caretakers, even like my grandmother with my grandfather. They've been married for 50, 60 years, however long. I guess almost 60 now. Um, But my grandfather had an eye surgery and lost his sight. He's blind. So he went in to correct like a cataract or something. He Mm. could see it was just they're going to remove the cataract or whatever they were doing. Mm. And now he's blind. So that has totally changed everything. And it was Mm. just like all of a sudden we're thinking you're going to come out. Your vision will be kind of messed up for a little bit and it'll be back to normal. But everything has changed. You can't drive anymore. So everywhere you go, somebody has to take you. Even little things like, okay, we're having dinner. What's on my plate? Where are the items on my plate? talk me through it wow. and that t- is stressful because she has her own things and then she's taking care of him and luckily I have aunts who are there who can help her but it gets stressful and then the person who has had these physical changes or health issues or whatever they're stressed out on their own too it's not like they're just happy or they have no feelings like right. they don't like losing their independence nobody wants that you know you don't like having to ask people for stuff, but you have to do it. You're probably in pain. You're uncomfortable. You get irritated, all of this stuff. So then you can be a little testy at times. Then mm-hmm. the medication, mood swings, anything can happen. And it's just like you want to, 
think that you have somebody solid, but it's when you think about those things, you have to consider it a lot because a lot of people have to, they need some special therapy for being a Mm -hmm. caregiver. And if you know someone who is a caregiver, um, I challenge you to reach out to them and do something nice for them because they're spending, they're dedicating their life to taking care of somebody else. And that's just what they do. And it's like, sometimes you want to make sure that that person is still being taken care of too, because whoever they're taking care of probably can't really do that. That's heavy. That's yeah. Heavy. There are a lot of heavy things. So people be ready to get married about money and stuff. And it's like, well, girl, you going to last till the end? Yeah. <laughs> what if that nigga gets paralyzed? And then it's like, ooh. Who knows? It could be easier. Sex out of it. Well, Kiki and I <laughs> looked up some things on the on the internet, and uh, a list was created. We have eight the top eight reasons for divorce. Now we just gonna call them out because we don't really know if they put them in the right order. But um, I don't know how they the got list. these percentages because they don't add up. You guys, it must have been like check as many as you want. <laughs> uh, the first one on the list though is lack of commitment. Yep. Um, that could be looked at as cheating or just like you're not committed to the relationship. You had mentioned like maybe someone's working too much. You're not pouring into the relationship. I could see where not that holding could up your compromises. Work. Yeah, uh, listen. I when I get married, I hope that I can like print out my vows and like frame them and we have them right next to the bed and I'm be like, baby, I'm sure that you is could. not. That's not a lining. Are you going to be with- going to the board? Flip your card to a sad face <coughs> today because you dishonored vows uh, on lines three and 36. Like, we not going to be doing that. Um, of course, infidelity is on there. We all know course. about that. Do you think no that most marriages have, gone, have dealt with infidelity in some way? Mm, probably. It's hard to think that not because... If you're with somebody for what my parents have been together for 37 or 36 years, somebody then did some infidelity <laughs> in that. That's a long ass time. You know what I mean? That's long. That is a Just long time. With the, the but I will say this: person. some, I think, if you have a very traditional marriage, that's probably very common. But cheating, an affair extramarital affairs infidelity it's different for everybody some people are going to be mad if you're flirting if you buy a drink for somebody else if you leave a hard eyes on instagram that's going to be cheating to some people other people mm. it's like full monty you fucking um but mm. some people they have open marriages from the beginning and so i think that goes again back to when you're talking about what you want your marriage to be be open and honest if you know you're not really trying to be with just this one person sexually maybe talk about that before you get caught and lose all your money in a divorce because a lot of people are normalizing cheating that's like the new we're normalizing luxury and we're normalizing cheating it is like we got side chicks speaking out like gosh yo nigga bitch sit down <laughs> like no you should not be so comfortable no, <laughs> we got, I was, I was talking to. to oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was talking to a group of girls who were on a podcast called "They Opened Up for Us in Dallas Petty Party Podcast," mm-hmm. and one of the girls, Crystal, mentioned, "You know, it's crazy." She was like, "People cheat, and yeah, like back in the day, grannies and granddads was cheating, but there was like still a, res- a certain level of respect there. Like the man would still go home to his family. Now it's like you get cheated on." and left and he's leaving you for the side chick who he already has a family with which like, would you and, rather uh, i mean that's a loaded question because i don't <laughs> I, I don't think i would want to lose my marriage i don't for me cheating isn't an end-all be-all for me that's not one of the ones like, what if he has another family it's not just oh. sex but i have another kid 
and he's actively like just like I'm gonna go ahead and be with her. I'll be devastated. You don't even want to have the con- there. You have some people who they don't even have the conversation. They're like, yeah, I cheated and I'm leaving. So pack your stuff. You gotta go. And it's like, whoa, I'm heartbroken, and like you're leaving me. Like this is so horrible. I would be devastated if I had to pick between those two. Though I think I would want where you cheat on me and you come back home. And you, and I you have um, I have a married friend, and she was talking to me about um, their relationship. So they have sex with other people. It's okay. It's not cheating for them. They do it together, separate. It's fine. But she was like, you know, in the future, we've been married for a few years now, but in the future, I could see myself with a sister wife. It's fine because sometimes, you know, I just want to break. Uh, we could split up <laughs> sometime. Like, I'll be okay with it. We could just, instead of meeting all these different women that we fuck, we could just have one and they, we can all live together. So I just think not cheating, but being with other people and opening up your marriage or being open to having multiple spouses, people are changing and they're not hiding it as much. So, and a lot of people, they've changed their views on it. A lot of people don't feel like cheating is an end all be all. A lot of people do want to have sex with somebody else and they're afraid to say it. Speak up. I hope you don't lose your person, but also if you cheat, you might lose them too. So like, it's, I think it's best to be forthcoming and honest when it comes to what you're looking for in that sort Absolutely. of situation. And if it really is your person and we was made for each other, we should be able to have this conversation. Babe, I need some new dick. Is you with it or not? <laughs> <laughs> right don't you want something new <laughs> maybe you should set it up for him first and then you do it too um okay too much conflict and arguing yeah oh when you can't get wanna... along that's you're gonna be so miserable and everything is an argument it's to the point where you just want to sit in the car and not go inside you just sitting outside in the garage like fuck i hate my life it's horrible when you have continuous arguing with someone in any relationship it's just like what are we doing why won't we, why can't we figure out the problem? What is the problem? When you get to that point where you just hate each other and everything's a problem, you left the cup out. Well, I don't do dishes like that. You got pods and not liquid. It's like, what's the underlying thing here? Sometimes people be sick of each other and won't pull the plug. That's what that <laughs> is. Holding on to something. Because sometimes I think we hold on to like the memories of the good times and that's supposed to be what gets you through. But it's like, bitch, if the good times was 10 years ago, <laughs> and we've been married for 25. I don't know if they're coming back, sis. I don't know. You might. And also, sometimes I think um, the fact that you do have to be committed. I, I don't think everybody is a commitment person. Sometimes I think people feel better when they feel like they have more of a choice in the matter that mm. they could leave. Um, that's probably why some people don't ever get married or they get married and they get divorced, but then they still be together. Um, I see that a lot. And it seems to be working better than before. I don't know. But yeah, that, that conflict. Mm, um, getting married too young. Getting married too young. I actually, I have a friend going through this right now. And one thing How I can say. How old was she when she got married? To early 20s. And that that's that is grown, but it is young. A lot of people do it, but she um she just said I didn't live my life. And I've heard a lot of women say that. I feel like mm-hmm. that is the recipe for sadness, especially when you have friends like yourself or myself where we live we live in life. Like okay, I do what life. I want. I'm a grown woman, <laughs> do I do what, what I want. want. We've had one night stands. I have, uh, she's like, I've never had a one night stand. I just have this urge. I never thought I would want to, but like, I want to. She wants to I want to sleep with somebody. Yeah. Like, 
she wants a whole phase. And it's like, I remember growing up when like some of my friends, I went through my, a couple different whole phase, but I remember being <laughs> judged about like going through my whole phase and sleeping with niggas and stuff. And people now are like, dang, I wish I would have did it. Yeah. Cause life is long. Life is short, but life is also long. If you are blessed to live it, <laughs> like make some of your fantasies come true. You have sex. I, you might I be think- called a hoe. Oh, wow. I think you need to also figure out yourself and figure out what you really want. Because a lot of times I think that in the people I've known who did get married young, it seems like they were basing marriage off of maybe their parents' marriage or some fantasy of marriage that they have. They wanted very traditional things. Okay, this is what you do. You graduate high school. Maybe you go to college. Maybe you don't. You start a career. We're going to get married, have some babies, buy a house, all of this stuff. And that's just what you do. But when did you ever get a time to be yourself and figure out who you were. Mm-hmm. Who I was at 23 is not who I am at 32. It's just very different. And I think you need to have those experiences, even outside of like being a hoe. That's not the only thing, just little things that you like, where you want to live, how you want to mm-hmm. live your life. What kind of life do you want? What kind of career do you want? Do you want to live in a house? Do you want to live in a condo? Do you want to live here? Do you want to travel wanna the travel? world? Yeah. All of these things, I think that people should try and get those experiences and not just with another person. Figure it out for yourself, not your friend group, not your boyfriend, none of that. Just like really think about things that you've always wanted to try and challenge yourself to go and do those as you try and figure out who you are and what you want. And if you are married, I mean, there's going to be probably some limits on what you can do if you're trying to find yourself. But Anybody who doesn't know who they are, they're always going to move through life lost. They're going to be doing crazy stuff at different points in their life. Some days shit's going to be cool. And then other days you just look at a person. It's like, why are you making these decisions? Why are you saying these things? You need to figure out who you are. If you're constantly trying to be like somebody else, emulate somebody else and do all of this, but you didn't live your own life to figure it out for yourself, you're not going to be happy. And if you're not depression. Yeah. And if you're not happy, you can't possibly be happy with another person. You need to have whole people coming together, not you looking for all of the missing things that you don't have in this other person so that they can complete you. Because what happens if they're not there, if they do leave, if something tragic happens, if things just don't work out, you're going to be empty again. Yeah, Find I mean, yourself. You're gonna don't get married some to more empty kids. Some what kids? So, some empty kids. Oh. And it's going to all just trickle down. Empty on empty. Uh, the next one on here is financial problems. That's a given. I, I thought that was the number one reason for divorce in America, but they got it low on the list. But yeah, I, I can see, I can see that. I, I could. They don't too. even need to expand on it when folks start How, losing their money. You lose your value. Losing too. money, <laughs> spending money, and one person might be very frugal. You haven't even lost it, but one person could be like splurge goddess. Other person is a tightwad. That doesn't work out. And how many that times have we all have we all seen somebody that did a business deal, took out some loan or did some shit that they wasn't supposed to do? They didn't talk to the spouse about it. Now they're knee deep in debt. So or then they kill the spouse. Has a gambling problem. Oh, that. I I in my family, I didn't realize certain people had. You know, you get grown, you learn about the family secrets. People have done had gambling issues. You done sold the house and the wife didn't know, or the car, or the. I'm just like all kinds of stuff. You got people after you and shit. Shit's getting real, real not so I gotta hot. go now. If, um, you, if your gambling issues are too 
hard on our and you gonna want to financial problems i'm gonna want to dip because he's gonna kill me you gonna get <laughs> up the that's what always happens they'd be like okay i'm out of options gotta cash in this life insurance and i can't cash it in if you're still breathing bitch so in the lake you go no nah. that is rude niggas always gotta kill somebody we, women will take your money but they won't take your life Yes, they will, girl. We both watch yeah, Snap. It's, the, the women will do it, too. They're going <laughs> to run off to Miami with their new younger boyfriend because she was just titties. tired of your old dusty ass. You refused to take your Viagra. You wasn't fucking her. You was probably on the internet jacking off with girls on the internet instead of fucking her, and she's upset, and she's about to kill your ass. Like that threesome story I told you where the woman had somebody come and kill her husband, and they was all fucking at one point. It was all good a week ago. <sighs> That's rude. Another sucky one is substance abuse. That one's hard. Uh, that's hard to watch someone you love just go down the drain. I dated mm-hmm. someone whose ex-wife, they had a beautiful marriage, lived in Atlanta, beautiful home, had everything, owned restaurants. And then she started, she got she got surgery on her back and got addicted to the pain mm-hmm. pills. And still to this day, like she she's like a crackhead. She lost, they lost their house. He had to leave her. He didn't want to. He said, that was the hardest thing I ever did. That was a woman that I loved. I think they were married for 21 years. And he was like, it mm-hmm. just got to the point where her substance abuse, she wasn't getting better. And they had gone through the, you know, getting in the, um, what are they called? Those homes? Rehab. Rehab. And she would get in, come out, do the same thing. He said, we tried that for seven years. He was like, it got to the point where I had to take my own life in my own hands and I had to dip. And he said, that was the hardest thing I ever did. Because mm-hmm. that's gonna, like, I know somebody... He's currently married. He needs to not be. His wife um, is an alcoholic and she has gotten all these DUIs and she be losing the car. She's not supposed to be driving. She does crazy stuff. She's been in rehab. She's like bad. Like they don't keep alcohol in the house, but she's going to find a way to get drunk and she gets lost. All kind of crazy stuff happens. And it's just like, that's got to be stressful. It's like, you don't want to leave the person because you do love them. But when they're not accepting help, and taking it serious, I mean, you gotta live. You gotta life. make choices, and sometimes that choice is to dip. Sometimes you gotta just make the best decision for yourself, and mm-hmm. sometimes that's hard. Domestic abuse, domestic violence—that's a deal breaker for me. That's a deal. You even if you thump me in my head in an argument, you I'm not dealing with that. I'm falling on the ground. That shit is not okay. It's not normal. I know many people have seen it. Um, in their own families and a lot of people it's a cycle of abuse that they talk about all the time Mm -hmm. we've heard it and i think that sometimes people make excuses when somebody does it and they're typically gonna apologize and they'll be nice for a while and then it starts over and i'm not even just talking about physical violence but you're not gonna be talking to me crazy emotional disrespecting me belittling me making me feel like less than a person or like i don't want to be here i'm not dealing with that you have Mm. got to go before i do something drastic it's important when you're dating men and women that the dating period if you start if you're dating someone for a long time and you're getting serious, it is very important that you pay attention to what my mom always told me this. How does he handle conflict when y'all have an argument? How's he handling that? Also, I think meeting people's family, you got to really date in detail when it's serious. You got to make sure that if that nigga is raising his voice at you or if he hits you while you're dating, why bring that into Why even marry someone who would do that? Um, get away from him. Get away. There's if no happy once, ending in that. If he's going to do it again. He's going to do it multiple times. And each time it'll be worse. Mm-hmm. So 
lovers quarrels that sometimes get out of hand and people but it's not like abuse like y'all ain't punching on each other and he punched on you y'all just got loud and y'all fought really hard i think that's a little different but if somebody is going upside your head man or woman because women be abusing men too please get out it's ghetto and it's your life can be taken that's really sad um the last one on this list is health problems that Um, scares me to my core i have had nightmares that i marry like my mystery husband drake and then like something happens like i've been telling him baby you need to eat healthier stop eating so much salt you're eating too much sugar and then he just doesn't wake up in the morning all because of health problems that maybe could have been avoided if it's that type of health problem. But And then you have the terrifying. other ones where you find out down the line somebody has something that they could not have prevented or mm-hmm. they just didn't know that they had. It could be chronic. It could be fatal. Um, or there could be treatments, possible cures, and it could just take a lot. And it, it, insurance or not, it's going to cost money. It's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of adjustments and sometimes Mm. it's hard. And then sometimes you end up losing a bit of that person. Like I was watching, I don't know what it was, something with some older people. They've been Mm. married forever and um, the wife had dementia and it got hard in the end because when people have that, there's good days and then there's bad days. And so they get real testy sometimes. Mm. Um, and when they think that they know something or they think that they remember something or that they did something and they, the memory's not there or they're getting confused, that stuff gets hard because people get really mean. And some people, like, they don't see their family members who have it because they just keep that person away because it, it turns into too many other issues. So, you know, sometimes stuff can happen when you're young, but it can happen when you're older, too. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, that was uh, one thing that is terrifying for me about really everything on this list, minus abuse, <laughs> is you don't. We can say what we think we'll do, but we've never been married. And um, with some of the things on this list, I actually, even when I say like cheating isn't a deal breaker, I've never been a married person and I don't know what it would feel like if you found out your husband really has like a whole side I would be devastated. Yeah, like I don't know how I would actually like handle these things if they happened in a marriage. Sometimes you think you would do something, then it happens, and you do the the exact opposite. So I would love to hear from some of y'all married people out there. What type of issues have y'all had? That send us a cocktail. (laughs) I want to know how y'all made it through. Did anybody deal with a cheating husband? And you really did get through it. Not you. You staying with him, and you still really upset. You forgave him, and y'all's relationship is flourishing. It would stress me out. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's uh, it kind of depends on the type of cheating. Mm-hmm. Cheating is scary, but it's a whole bunch of other things that scare me too. I don't know. It's all very scary. And then again, like if I want to go have an expensive ass dinner, I don't want nobody fussing at me about that. And I think that's probably <laughs> going to be an issue. Um, I've, I've thought about that a lot lately. I was like, I really just be doing what I want to do. If I was with somebody else, first of all, they might want to come. Their feelings are going to be hurt. If I'm like, I just need some me time. I want to just go sit by myself. They're going to be feeling some type of way. Maybe they're going to think I'm going on a date. But sometimes I like to do shit alone. Oh, they just got, I don't know. I need somebody that I just want to be up under. Uh, This is going to be a magical man. Maybe I met him this weekend. I met about 50 of them on Sunday. (laughs) <laughs> well, you need to pass one over if you don't want no. to. No. You tell got people one. To share some, you share got a boo. <laughs> you got a boo and you had him for a minute. I'm trying to catch up. Make up for lost time. 
Y'all, um, we are going to move on to Indecisive Diane. And when we come back, we will jump into some advice letters and then our cocktails. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's do you want? What do you want? Hey, ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane. This week, you guys have to try breakfast at Bonnie's. Oh, my gosh. It's black-owned. They play black films at the bar. The ambiance is so cute. The men are there. Go there for breakfast. A breakfast date. Try something new. Here's the address. 349 Decatur Street, Atlanta, Georgia, 30312. Try the 14-carat pancakes. They have an edible flower on top. You can eat the flower. <laughs> Okay, you guys, and we are back from Indecisive Diet. And if you have like a really cool uh, business or, well, it's still a business, but restaurant or something that you think or would be date great for a date. activity, yeah. And you want to hear it in the Indecisive Diane segment, email us at cocktails.atl at gmail.com. We do have some sponsored spots available for that. So, um, or if you are maybe a dating concierge. And you want to do that because, you know, niggas are lazy. Uh, Maybe Indecisive Diane should become a dating concierge. That might be a little (laughs) business for her because people don't ever know. Um, But yeah, hit us up if you're interested in that. Okay, so for the advice, the advice email is askcocktails at gmail.com. Please don't DM them to us because we can't search the DMs. Yeah, we want to see it. Okay, so I have one and it says um, it's short. Highlight because the cocktail is long. Okay. Hi, ladies. I love the show. Y'all are certainly my besties in my head. Here's my question. I've been single for about a decade despite my best efforts. I've tried online dating, going out by myself, or with girlfriends. And pretty much any advice I've received um, hasn't worked. I'm in my late 20s, live in downtown Dallas, and I'm wondering how do you suggest attracting quality men in public settings? Where can I go to meet? quality men and finally what's one thing any woman can do to make herself more attractive to the opposite sex wishing you health and wealth sincerely the serial single oh the serial single that's cute um you know you want what you want you want attention from men i get it i think okay you're looking for the quality man i think sometimes you have to look at yourself and say when you step out are you representing a quality woman are you dressed nice are you taking time with your makeup your hair what places are you going to to find that quality man that's something that i learned the hard way when i was well old. she asked where Sometimes, could she go <laughs> she don't know yeah, where she's go. in dallas she's in dallas um, i don't know what type of men you like i like to go places where there's everybody there i've i think i've said this on the show before there is a place in dallas called the statler now i will say it's something where like you need to go by yourself and be at the bar and you will meet men there. The, the Statler is gorgeous. It's one of the oldest hotels and nicest hotels in Dallas. It has a speakeasy at the bar. It has all different types of activities you can go to, but they have a bar in a in the main bar. When you walk in, sit at that bar, you'll meet some quality men. Now, I don't know what they, you know, emotions are like and what type of people they are, but there are businessmen that stop by and they have a drink. <laughs> They're the type of men that drink an old fashioned or Manhattan 
They don't have juice <laughs> in their drinks. They're not drinking on Hennessy. They're drinking grown man rich people drinks, and they have Rolexes. So um, if that's all, if that's really all you're looking for, you might need to just switch up where you're going and just start trying new spots. Like the Statler's another place. There's a place called Stir. You might find younger men. The Statler, you're going to find older men. But, um, um, and be cute when you step out. You never know who you're going to meet wherever you go. I would like to add that, um, yes, go by yourself. I have my best um, experiences when I roll solo. Sometimes my friends probably get annoyed because they want to come. No, bitch, I'm going by myself. That's why I ain't tell you because I'm on a mission, baby. Period. Go. I think that something that any woman could do to make herself more attractive to the opposite sex is to exude confidence. Not just Ooh. like I look good, but you need to be confident in Hold everything you up. do. The way you walk in the room, you need to have an air about you. You know, when you see that man who walk in the room, it's just like, damn, who is that? And you just feel like I want him. You need to have that energy. So say some affirmations in the mirror before you go out, because it's not just about how you look. Put yourself together. Please. Um, But it's something that, that comes high. from within. It's easy to spot somebody who is feeling insecure and is just a little too timid and shy. That shit reeks through your pores. Okay. So try to be really confident. And maybe this is what I did this weekend. Make the first move. You don't have to take charge of everything. Even if you just like say hello to someone you find attractive. And don't just talk to the man that you think is cute. Talk to somebody else. People are going to notice that. Well, who is that? Why is he talking to her? I want to talk to her. People seem to like people that's attached to somebody or something. They're going to be waiting their turn. They're going to be clocking you. Then they're going to be more interested. Like, are they together? Is she just talking to him? Strike up a conversation with him. Ask him what he's drinking. You don't have to buy him a drink unless you want to. But you can yeah. just ask him. You can ask for a suggestion. You can ask him about items on the menu. Just give him a compliment. A lot of times, men don't really get a lot of compliments is what they tell me. Their asses be lying to me too, so I don't know. But... They kind of blush sometimes when I tell them, you look really good today. You and they just be really like, nice what? Smile. You gave me a compliment? Yeah. Now, you can't be giving out compliments all the time because it's all not seem sincere. But, you know, you can do sprinkle it for practice, a little. Though. Yeah, you can do so what? practicing. She can do it for practice. Yeah, just sprinkle them out here and there. Try some different things. See what comes natural to you once you start practicing these different things. I think that'll help. Um, and... Go to town and really something. do it. It's uncomfortable when you first start trying to holler at me. I even still get uncomfortable with it. I was in the elevator with a nigga last week, and he was so fine, Kiki. And as many men that holler, you made at me your in my voice building, crack. Oh my god, he was so fine, and I wanted to talk to him so bad, and I didn't, and I regret it. Why? And why didn't you don't talk be to mean. Him? I don't know. I was just so nervous. Mm. I was so nervous, and it was so funny because my dog loved him. She kept going up to him. He was like, "Oh, look!" I, I had all the segues to like ease my way in. I was just—it's overwhelming, and sometimes you feel a little scary. But girl, do it because the times that I have done it, it works in your favor. Niggas mm -hmm. be shocked when you Go bag for them. It. Like, Go oh. for it. Good Go luck for it. to you, serial single. Okay, the next one. <clears throat> hey, ladies, I love the show. Y'all are great. Besties in my head. All of that. I need help securing a trip. I met a very wealthy older man in my city who is in town for a few weeks on business. We have been hanging out, but he is leaving to go back home next week. This situation is fresh, like two to three weeks fresh. But 
He will text me throughout the day to tell me how much he thinks about me. My question is, how do I secure a trip to see him? Oh, this is easy, sis. I do not want to be too forward, but I do want to see him. Also, I guess I need general dating advice. I never dated someone so far out of my tax bracket, and it's intimidating. Thanks. Whatever name you want to give me. I love dating far outside of my tax bracket because this tax bracket ain't where it's at, baby. So, yeah. Um, don't let, it, he probably knows that. Okay. He knows so, it. I mean, this one probably ain't going to work. I'm not going to lie. When niggas be knowing it, it's like you might mess up a few of the first three niggas that you start dating that are out of your tax bracket because it's almost like the confidence thing. It gets annoying. Like he probably wants don't. you to ask him. To, and don't be bringing up that you don't have no money and shit like that. And don't be acting like you're all timid around him because the nigga's rich. He's still a nigga. Um, I would also say, like, as far as securing this trip to see him, honestly, girl, if he wants to see Just you, he's going to invite you. So he might he might be thinking, like, you'll feel uncomfortable because it's so soon. And ask yourself why you want to go see him, first of all, before you get out there and get your feelings hurt. But tell him, like, I would love to come see you. And if he don't take the bait, the only way you're going to secure that trip is if you go to Delta.com and book your own damn flight, honestly. Like, if he's not, if he wants to buy you a flight and he wants to fly you out, he will. If he's wealthy, he has the money, money's not an issue, um, he will. He might also have some other shit going on where he lives, so you got to be conscious of that. That might be, be why. Married. These rich niggas be married. That's why, maybe that's why he hasn't invited you. Or still, he might be cheap. Niggas can be wealthy and cheap. So, you know, you've got a lot of moving wheels here, but let him know, you know, I miss you. I want to see you. Um, ask him. What yeah, are you going to find out to see you? So, What's the worst I can say? No, you you're still at home. He's. I don't think he's going to say no. Just be like, hey, even if you were like, I was looking at flights, saw this one. What do you think? See what he says. He going to say yes, girl. If it was so. as great as you, yeah, I mean, I hope so too, but why would he not? He old and rich. Because he might have another situation there and she can't come see him there. It might be too much, you know? Keep you might have to updated. go see her. Yeah. I want to know. Mm, good goes. luck, girl. Okay, well, that's it for the advice this week. Again, send your advice to askcocktails at gmail.com and maybe we will read it on the show. Now for this week's cocktails. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna read one. This one is funny. This is something that I could see happening to me. Which is why I picked it. And um, I want y'all to send us a message and let us know what you would have done if you were the oh date Lord. in this situation and if this has ever happened to you. I want okay. to read it. Okay, I'm excited. Okay, so she says, I just need to tell somebody what the fuck happened to me last weekend. I couldn't possibly tell anyone I know because I am just too mortified. I love a good embarrassing cocktail because... <laughs> 
You're the best. This is me. Okay, so I met this guy walking to my car from work. He pulled up next to me and asked me to listen to something. Turns out he's an aspiring singer and wanted me to listen to a song he was recording. I rolled my eyes internally like, oh, Lord, another SoundCloud rapper. But I thought he was cute and bold for even asking. So I said, why not? Y'all, he has the voice of an angel. But I couldn't be all fangirly in front of him. I told him it was cool, gave him a few pointers on what to do to make it better. Shocked, he said, thanks so much for my honesty because he couldn't. He didn't want just another yes, man, blah, 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 walked her to the car and he didn't ask for the numbers. So she's like, what the fuck? So she said, fuck this. I'm taking matters into my own hands. She goes to her car, grabbed a sticky note, wrote her number with the note on it and said, I want to hear the finished product with a winky face and left it on his car. So he texts her a few hours later and they went from there. Fast forward to a few months later, he hits her up and asks her out for drinks. Set a date for the next day right after work. Okay, this is when she gets embarrassing. I get to the restaurant fashionably late. And y'all, this man was so damn chocolatey. He was in shape, bald, a gorgeous smile with the cutest fedora on his head. He stood up, greeted me, said I looked gorgeous in my dress, and we sat down. We clicked instantly we had so much in converse so much in common the conversation just flowed so easily you would have thought i knew this man all my life he was everything and i could smell his damn cologne across the table he smelled so damn good i had to play it cool i was definitely looking at him thinking about having his dick in my mouth and blowing and him blowing my fucking back out i ordered a tequila sunrise or three lol as i'm waiting for the food at the end of the day he asked to go walk around the boardwalk. I agree, of course, and we head out. But shortly after we reached the end of the pier, I realized I have to use the goddamn bathroom. But we were so far, I figured I can hold it at least until I get back to my car. We're stopping and watching the scenery and talking more. Then all of a sudden, my bladder said, bitch, no, we have to go now. But I'm still trying to play it cute. <coughs> Excuse me. So I start walking us back toward the restaurant saying, I wonder if they will let me use the restroom just so he's aware of why I'm now walking at a faster pace. I'm looking around, counting backwards from 10, doing kegels, anything I can do to distract myself until we reach the destination. That has been me. At this point, I don't even know what the fuck he's saying to me. I have to pee so damn bad that my hands were shaking and my focus was off. I'm looking around trying to figure out a plan because it was clear I was not making it back to the restaurant. But everything was so far and I was a sitting damn duck. Y'all, he stops to show me something on his damn phone and that was it. I can literally feel the piss rolling down my leg. I don't wear panties with dresses. I had the look of terror on my face like, bitch, I know you're not pissing in front of this fine ass man. I tried to hold my legs together and pretend I was making a phone call to not look suspicious. I could have started crying. I want to cry for you. I was able to contain some of the piss so I didn't completely empty my bladder. Now I have to fucking abort. I told him there was an emergency with the babysitter and I have to go now. He says, okay, and we start walking to the car. Kiki. Medina, not only do I now have a trail of piss going down my leg and a possible wet spot on the back of my dress, but this fucking harbor is packed. There are people everywhere. I figured if I just make it to my damn car without him looking at my backside, (laughs) I might be in the clear. 
Hopefully he doesn't look down at my legs. Luckily, I was carrying a huge Aldo tote and I used that to cover my butt. I looked no one in the eyes as I'm sure people were noticing what the fuck was going on. I'm just walking fast and hoping for the best. He walked me to the car. I gave him a hug. He opened my door and I slid in the driver's seat ass first. I know that's right. He walks off and I literally burst out in tears. I don't know if he noticed. I don't know if I smell like piss. I don't know anything. He texted me after to make sure I made it to the sitter in time, but I didn't even respond. I don't know how to face him or even talk to him after this. The most embarrassing shit ever. Total cock fail. I just knew you ladies were the only ones I could tell this shit to. What would you ladies do? Uh, what would you ladies have done if this happened to you? P.S. No more tequila sunrises on the first day. That is so embarrassing. Is- I feel for you. Well, but I will say, I don't think he noticed. I don't think so. Because if, if anyone he noticed, knows that, they're going to say it. Or if he noticed it and he gets it, that's why he didn't bring it up. I hate that you didn't text him back, but I get it. You were just you so embarrassed. You got to You got to hit him up. And to even Girl, tell him your husband. That might be, be like, husband. that's a cute little story to tell. It's funny. I didn't, I didn't call. He's going to be like, why didn't you call me? He goes to me. What's up? Okay. So here's the truth. Um, I'm gonna send you I a do link like to this you. show. I'm start there. <laughs> send you listen to the story. That was that was our first date, and I was just too embarrassed. <laughs> or just tell him, you know, I was very embarrassed. Uh, that is so fucking embarrassing. At least you didn't pee in his bed. That's more embarrassing. Oh no, it's, mm, yeah, no, because this was like you wrong. Why are you peeing on yourself? But ooh, I get and it. I'm su- ooh, sis, I wouldn't. I I, w- I think I probably would have spoiled it myself because I'd have been like, oh my god, I'm peeing on myself. I would have had to say it right then and there because I'm you couldn't myself. sit in the sand or nothing. <laughs> like, <gasps> so I hate this for you. I really Please do. Please call him. I'll Please. tell you though. I'll tell you what happened to me. I don't know how long of a listener you've been. I was on a date and I didn't realize it, um, but I was on a dinner date and I bled through my tampon and I had on a red dress, but it bled through my dress and it was like all in the back of my dress. I know that he saw it because he was like such a gentleman. He's going to open the door and he's pushing it out for me. And he was walking behind me. When I got home, I saw it and I was like, that's why he did that. So he walks me to my car. I, I felt a little moist and I was like, oh, I should have went to the bathroom in there. I didn't have any more tampons in my purse. I forgot to put some more in there. I lived really close to there so he made up some excuse that he needed to go home and he was going to change but did I want to go out later he would come back and pick me up and he was like you can go get changed too so I was like okay because the dress I had it was cute for dinner but it wasn't like a let's go to the club type of thing but I was like he saw that blood on my dress and he knew I was going to need to change so I felt like he was such a nice guy I was so embarrassed and I went to the club with him we never talked about it he never brought it up such a nice man but oh that embarrassment God. did live on for a long time. That's he probably married down. Damn. Oh, Don't I let the bled. embarrassment have you missing out. Don't have it. It's just yeah. try and let us and know what happens. Sorry, girl. If he's a grown man, he'll understand. I bled on a man's bed before and his floor. When I got up to like, you know, when you have a heavy flow and it was like a blood clot just like fell out onto the it was so fucking embarrassing. But he didn't. He didn't, he handled it like a grown man. He's like, it's okay. He was like, let's, you could get in the bath. And he didn't have no tampons. I didn't have no tampons. And uh, it was so fucking embarrassing. What would you do if a man peed on his cell? I'd be like, now why you didn't take that little pecker out and squirt it somewhere? 
Yeah, I would. I could have blocked you. Even know. since I would have had to squat at a, at a tree or something. Like, look, I have to this is, I would have said it. I don't I normally do this, but so I'm about bad. to piss on myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next one. Hi, Kiki and Medina. Okay. I know y'all hate long cocktails, so let's get to it. Me and my baby daddy <laughs> slash love of my life have sex once a month. Just to check in, because even though we will never be together, it's too good to let it go. A few days prior to our monthly sexcapade, we were sending nut videos and porn nonstop. At mm. one point, he was demanding um, butt videos when he knew I was busy telling me not to get punished for disobeying. I knew we were going to be on some freaky shit. So I told, so he told me he wants to do some new shit this time. And I said, if we're, if I said, if we're trying and I said, if we're trying anything, I want to get some kangaroo pills too and get some things off my bucket list. I came over later that week. (laughs) We took the pills and immediately he blindfolds and cuffs me up, start telling me to get undressed and lay on the bed. And I'm like, my nigga, I can't. So I lay on the bed and he starts eating my pussy so good. I could have came and went to bed straight off the head. He gets up and tells me I have 10 seconds to find him. So I scoot off the bed, dressed, oh, stressed, trying to find him. And he comes from behind me, makes the cuffs tighter, chokes me and tells me there are consequences for being disobedient. He pushes me on the floor and starts to throat fuck me. I can barely oh. breathe. He drags me to the bed and tells me to arch it up. Mm, arch that thing up. Y'all, he put it in my booty hole. I <gasps> never had anal. Oh, so he was no. gentle, but low key, it wasn't working out. Since mm. we were on the kangaroo pills, Told we ended y'all. up fucking for about two hours. And when he came <coughs> for the last time, I just kept riding that thing. And I'm pretty sure his soul left his body. All in all, I had bruises around my wrist for being handcuffed that long, lost some feeling in my thumb for a bit. And as Medina would say, I definitely was buffalo splatting for a few days to follow the buffalo dookie. And I had to take a plan B because I can't have one of his kids for real, for real. All in all, I think booty hole sex and dom and sub foreplay may be my new thing. I loved being punished. A few days after he let me know once a month just isn't enough. I definitely agree. Bye, ladies. Oh, that dom shit. I, I did a little in the sex club. It is sexy. Oh, my God. And booty hole sex? Girl, welcome to the booty hole club. Get that thing splat. Y'all have fun over there. I ain't got nothing <laughs> to do with that. Good luck to your um, anal nerve endings and tissues. Y'all be careful back there. <laughs> Thank you for sending in your cocktail, you guys. Please sign up for our Patreon. Um, remember to listen, rate, review, and subscribe. Share the show. I love when y'all share clips on Instagram. What parts you liked or thought was crazy. You were like, here Kiki goes with her faces. Um Please share that. And um, I guess that's it. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I'm sorry, but the person you called has a voice mailbox that has not been set up yet. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.